stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is either astrological or related to the topics of relationship or romance. I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So for today, I kind of decided to take on a topic that is a little bit more um, simple, if if you if you may, um, compared to the last couple of weeks where we kind of dug a little bit deep in and really kind of dove into some big topics. I thought today we'd we'd make um, the topic a little bit more simple. Um, I mean, especially since we are dealing with daylight savings time, I don't know about you guys, but, uh, last week I was okay. Last week, I, my energy levels were absolutely intact. This week, I'm, I think I might be dragging a little bit. I think this is where the time may actually set in for me at this point. But, um, I just hope that you guys or that you stargazers are doing well and that the daylight savings time shift is not, um, completely messing up the circadian rhythms for you. Um, if so, you are not alone. And um, I would just say give it about a week, maybe another week and a half um, to kind of really recalibrate. But another exciting thing um, ha- to those of you who actually celebrate Austra uh, tomorrow for the first day of spring, or just in general, just first day of spring, whether you celebrate Austra or not, Happy first day of spring. Happy spring. Uh, I feel like this is one season that's one of my favorites. Uh, I just, I love the longer days. Absolutely. And um, it's a season of hope for me. Definitely. Um, I, I always just look at it as a more hopeful season. I know there are some who love fall and winter and those are fun seasons as well too, but I, I'm very happy that spring is coming around. So um, I'm just hoping a very, I'm wishing everyone a great, wonderful first day of spring and also a very safe uh, season as well, too. Hopefully the season is very safe and also that everyone continues to be well. But um, getting back to that topic today, I am actually going to cover Saturn retrogrades. So we're going back to the retrograde planets and the retrograde series. And uh, cover Saturn for today, which is actually a very interesting planet in retrograde for sure. But to kind of recap when it comes to the generational planets uh, in retrograde. So first and foremost with the generational planets, they're not like the personal planets where we feel their influence like within five minutes of the planet going retrograde. I know like with Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde, also Mars retrograde, as I found out this last, between October and January, October of last year, January of this year, it's like, you know, with the personal planets, you kind of feel like their effect within about like a day or so after they start going into retrograde. For Saturn retrograde and for the uh, generational planets, it usually is not so overt, which is always nice, you know, um, because there are times where they just, they kind of pick their time just to go retrograde whenever they willy nilly feel like it up in the heavens. Sometimes there's a reason for it. Other times it just feels like it's just out of random, sporadically out of random, out of nowhere. They kind of go retrograde. 
But uh, with the generational planets, I feel like their effect are their effects are not so dire in the regard that um, you know with the personal planets, the attributes of the personal planets are always with us. They always have been with us. They were kind of like the developmental planets when we were little children. Um, they're always with us. So matters of communication, how we communicate, always follow us from the day to day, how we get along with others, whether or not we play nicely with others. That's also something that um, goes on with the day to day. Our drive, um, you know, our, our motivation and also our disposition as well, too, is something that also go- comes with us with the day to day. Um, however, you know, it's very once in a blue moon that I feel like I have to deal with situations such as being expansively minded or thinking outside the box. And it's not every day that everyone goes through a situation of dealing with maybe like karma or dealing with um, compassion, you know, or having to deal with overt amounts of compassion or balancing compassion with um, being very spiritual or having to balance the physical world with the spiritual world. And, you know, having to, it's not every day that we don't feel as grounded as we should. And um, also, it's not every day that we also deal with sociopolitical viewpoints, you know, even though we might have them, you know, we don't carry them around everywhere with us as we do with, like, say, communication skills and some of the basic personal planet skills. Also, matters of power and control are not an everyday occurrence, unless you're going through a shift in Pluto as we're doing so right now. Um, then it can be, then it can be a little more overt, but it, it's, again, it's still something that we don't always deal with on a day to day. Um, it's something that we kind of deal with within circumstances, um, for certain. So I think really the fact that the, the meanings of the generational planets are very subtle. Um, I think really the effects of retrograde are also very subtle. Unfortunately, the bad news for the retrograde planets, the generational planets going retrograde, is that they tend to last a lot longer than the personal planets going retrograde. So whereas Mercury usually takes about a month when it comes to the retrograde cycle before it goes direct again, Saturn retrograde takes about five months going retrograde. And as we get further and further along uh, with the generational planets, it gets even lengthier in time, mainly because the orbit and um, the the speed of the orbit of each planet is a bit slower um, at these times. However, um, with the retrograde cycles of the generational planets, they carry a very heavier weight, I feel, when it comes to the lessons that we need to learn. And um, one thing that I have observed with Saturn retrograde as well that I thought was pretty interesting. So I don't know how a, a professional astrologers, how they would view this and if they would agree. But um, one thing that I've noticed as an astrology nerd is that Saturn's usually one of the first planets to go retrograde during a retrograde cycle. You know, I've normally noticed this, especially after the Mars retrograde cycle and then also Mercury retrograde to follow shortly behind that, which was quite a doozy. I remembered um, 
before Mars even was, even before talk was mentioned before Mars even went retrograde, it's, uh, it was Saturn that actually went retrograde the first, first and foremost. I think it like begins the retrograde cycle, so to speak. It's either Saturn or I've also noticed Uranus also instigates as well too, which I also thought was kind of interesting. Now I'm going to circle back around to this because as we dive into what Saturn retrograde really means, I kind of got a little bit of a kick out of it because um, it's really, I think it really kind of pertains to why it's usually, like I said, again, the heavens usually aren't coincidental or willy nilly when they decide to go retrograde or when they decide to take their time um, to go retrograde and use that time effectively. I don't think that's willy nilly and out of random circumstance. I do think that there's a huge lesson that can be learned when, um, Saturn goes retrograde, especially. And um, I, like I said, I'm going to circle back around. I think I'd like to cover a little bit more about Saturn retrograde and then, then come back to this. But my observation usually within retrograde seasons is that Saturn's usually one of the first. It's either Saturn or Uranus that becomes the first planet to go retrograde before some of the other generational planets also follow suit. So it's usually like Saturn, maybe Uranus might follow closely behind. And then Neptune usually follows closely behind before, and it's usually Neptune. I think Neptune starts making a retrograde motion before one of the main planets starts to make a retrograde motion. Um, another thing that I also know, sometimes in some seasons, um, sometimes Saturn will start making the rounds and start going retrograde. Um, sometimes Pluto might also join in on that one as well, too. So I just, I find those two planets, the, the, you know, actually Saturn, Uranus, and Pluto. I find the three going retrograde, the first to go retrograde. I feel like that's a very, it's a very interesting shift for sure and a very interesting pattern, but Saturn for sure is definitely in one of those, in one of those positions. But you know, when I first thought of Saturn retrograde, I just thought, well, are we, less productive during this time, you know, since Saturn going direct means productivity, our level of commitment, our level of dedication to particular projects, our level of also dedication to particular, you know, as we'd seen in 2020 um, with Saturn merging with Pluto um, and being conjunct Pluto, there was a lot of dedication towards sources of power as well, too, that became quite the question as well. But, you know, since dedication, productivity, uh, being um, really organized is ruled under this uh, particular planet, and then also, um, you know, really just being kind of having having your stuff uh, put together as well, too. I was just kind of thinking, you know, maybe less productive, less organized, but, you know, maybe, maybe that might be the case with, with retrograde. And then also, because Saturn is that planet of karma, I also had wondered too, um, does our karma just kind of get like a, a free pass? Do we kind of get like a, a get out of jail card for, for the time being, you know, for these five months? And if so, that'd be really awesome <laughs> for those of us who 
have a spiritual system such as my, you know, for me, I know I have a, I follow a spiritual system and I also, my religion is based off of karma. It's like, you know, one slip of karma and it's kind of like committing a sin at times. But, um, you know, with karma, it's like, Hey, if we get like a free pass for five months, that's, that's awesome. You know, in which I don't have to worry about, Hey, that'd be really awesome. But then again, too, you know, if we get a free pass at karma, does that mean everybody feels like they can just behave however they, they want to behave because of that lack of karmic responsibility involved? Well, according to Rachel Stewart Haas, actually, this is, um, so Saturn retrograde is actually a really great time to take a period of reevaluation, um, is what she basically mentions. Because Saturn, um, just like with Capricorn deals with, uh, foundations, usually within, uh, your life. Uh, really when it comes down to foundations, it's really reassessing the foundation that you've built your life on. And usually it's this time, it's really kind of interesting that she mentioned this because usually it's this time with Saturn retrograde where that foundation is starting to crack and it's not as stable as you thought it would be. And the foundation of your life, that could be anything you know, again, anything Saturn ruled. So that could be anything from your job, not really working out as you had hoped. Maybe again, as we always focus on with this particular podcast and with every episode, maybe it's just the relationship um, that's not really working out. Maybe there's just something that's very structural in the relationship that's kind of slipping up a little bit. Or, you know, sometimes it could just be a matter of self, too, your quote-unquote self, um, where the foundations of you are kind of a little bit shaky. Maybe you went through a rocky relationship. Maybe you went through a traumatic time. Um, maybe you went through a situation with family that wasn't so dire or that wasn't, I don't want to say that wasn't so dire, but that wasn't so optimal and really um, very wonderful for you. So you kind of feel like inside yourself, personality-wise, your foundations have cracked a little bit and shifted a little bit. I actually kind of wondered back in 2012 to 2013, when I was involved in a very abusive relationship, it, I kind of wondered if Saturn, aside from having a Saturn return in my chart, and I didn't even know it at the time, I, this was before I began to read charts, but I kind of wondered not only what was um, there a Saturn return, but also for that time, I'd wondered if Saturn also went into retrograde because I actually, with the abusive relationship, getting out of that abusive relationship, going into therapy, um, the feelings that I felt all throughout, it felt like there were a lot of foundational cracks at that time too. But really with Saturn retrograde, it's reassessing you know, the foundation um, that's underneath you, even though it's very frustrating, it can be a very frustrating time. Um, any time in retrograde is very frustrating, of course. Um, but it can be a very frustrating time because it seems like everything that was tried and true is starting to waver a little bit, causing you to reassess and rethink certain things, um, like rethink certain business plans that may have worked before, but aren't, aren't seeming to work right now. Um, a great example of this that I could think of was the last time that Saturn was retrograde, 
uh, was in July of last year, um, the beginnings of it. And again, it lasted for five months. It lasted all throughout uh, Mars retrograde, for sure. Um, I just remember it was just one of those continual factors that was humming in the background. <laughs> but uh, I remembered that uh, the particular foundation shift for me was my job at that time. And actually what was going on was that the job that I thought would help, you know, at least to somewhat support me, you know, because it was a part-time position, you know, and it was, you know, just very, a very simple receptionist position, um, met with a little bit of sales on top of that. I thought to myself, you know, um, you know, I remember thinking to myself in the months before Saturn went retrograde that it's like, okay, could this be some source of income? Could it be some sort of a foundation? Could it be some source of stability? Only to find out um, in that time frame that it was not. And I think the biggest thing that's that basically had a big old fat no on it and that really highlighted the cracks just that much more in the foundation was the fact that I was getting death threats almost every single day was in July of last year. And um, in that time frame, I mean, I remembered I was in a particular job at that time where I kind of wondered when I first accepted the position way before Saturn went retrograde, if the position would work out for me, if it could be a big, you know, if it could be the foundations of my life, um, even though it was part time, if it could bring me some sort of income, as opposed to being unemployed and having no income at all. I also just remember just thinking if it, you know, even though it was, it was just a, a simple job, it was a simple receptionist job paired with sales. I was kind of hoping that maybe being simple, that it could be a constant in life. Now, the, you know, with Saturn retrograde, what was kind of interesting was that a lot of factors about that job pointed to being a big old fat no. Um, I mean, it felt like the, the cracks in the foundation were highlighted big time. Um, you know, it's like somebody took a red pen and circled the cracks like a million gazillion times. And on top of which, it was just like, it was just very apparent every step that I took, it, you know, kind of caused even more of a ripple effect of the crumbling foundation. And that was becoming more apparent when I was starting to get death threats every single day on the job. And um, let's just say that... Uh, well, first off, for those of you who've been listening, um, when, if you guys have heard the Astrology of Hate episode, I actually recorded everything um, with the Astrology of Hate at that time when I was still working at that job and while Saturn was going retrograde. I kind of felt like that episode was where I was also mulling over whether or not to continue with this position. But um, I remembered my big old revamp and really reassessing the foundations really came at this time, especially when I mentioned these death threats from customers. You know, like customers were like leaning over, um, violating my space, violating my safety, you know, minimizing my safety. And then on top of which, giving me death threats um, almost every single night. 
when I started to mention this to management, I remembered the response to management was, well, that's your problem and uh, customers come first. That's where I remembered that Saturn retrograde's influence really impacted me at that time. And it really caused me to rethink about this position and this job in a whole new light, you know, from going from, hey, you know, even though it's part time, maybe I can work with it to, you know what, I'm not getting enough hours, I'm not getting a lot of income to help support myself. And on top of which, I'm not being paid enough to deal with death threats. It's like, you know, if you, you, you need me to deal with death threats. First off, I need to be armed. I need to have self-defense training and on top of which also a raise in order to deal with that. I mean, it's like security guards get paid, were paid twice the amount of what I was being paid at this local wax salon. So I just thought to myself, it's like, this is the, the foundation there was obviously wavering. So along, so with Rachel Stewart Haas kind of going along with this, um, when it comes or kind of going along with her points of Saturn retrograde, not only is it restructuring our plans and goals, um, and she also mentions that takes time. On top of that, um, she had mentioned it's like, do not start a new business or go for a new venture when it comes to Saturn retrograde. Now, this point, I don't really necessarily agree with stargazers, especially, you know, it's like I kind of I see where Rachel Stewart Haas is going with this. But um, in the events of what happened to me personally, I really want to impart to you that if you're going through anything like what I went through, like if you're getting death threats every single day, management doesn't seem to care. If you're in, if you're in a working space, management doesn't seem to care. All your coworkers are just like standing back. They're not, you know, keeping your safety in mind. They're not supporting you. They're not like, you know, I remembered my coworkers when I had to deal with somebody who was administering a death threat. I remember a lot of my coworkers just stood back. And they didn't say anything. They didn't do anything when really one person could have said, hey, you know, I really think that you should leave. You know, to the customer who was administering the death threat, they could have said, you know what, I really think that you should leave. Or another uh, coworker could have easily called the police seeing that this was a death threat and reporting this person description and all while this you know, person was going uh, going right for me. Um, but you know, really all in all, if you don't, if you're kind of like me and you don't feel really supported, I would say do what you need to do in order to feel far more secure. And I would say with Saturn retrograde, um, this was actually a time for me for change. Um, and re, you know, in, in assessing the foundation, um, and restructuring my life at that time, it was very obvious that I really needed to move to a new job. You know, it, it was like this job is not supporting me. Um, I don't have enough hours. And on top of which, I'm dealing with a lot more than what I had agreed to. And no one's really doing anything about that. It's like it's time to find a job where I will be safe, where I'll be secure. And also maybe I'm not in the public limelight as much. And it was around this time that I actually found the current position that I'm in right now, you know, even though it has its flaws, I do have to say that I am so glad that I'm not in the position that I was when Saturn retrograde started in July of last year. 
because um, I don't know what would happen to me or what would become of me, you know, even though it's just a simple part-time job, you know, what would be really become of my personality? What would become of me? Um, if eventually I might've just, my, would have just walked out and would have just quit um, in these sort of circumstances. But either way, it's, it doesn't lead to a very favorable circumstance. So I kind of felt like with my job, um, starting a new path was actually really very appropriate at this time. And I kind of feel um, that if you um, are either dealing with a job or if you are dealing with a circumstance like a, an abusive situation as well, you know, um, I think Saturn retrograde is a perfect time to leave any sort of an abusive relationship. And I think, you know, even the job situation was considered as such, you know, the fact that I was getting death threats, that's an abusive relationship right there. That's an abuse of power um, in that sort of situation. But I mean, I would just say um, not starting a new career. I would say definitely um, depends on the foundations. If the, if the foundations are threatening your very safety, your security, your very well-being, Get the hell out of there, seriously, uh, and don't look back. Um, you know, do what you can to get the hell out of there. Um, I know when I did get the hell out of the the position in which I was getting the death threats, I remembered I kept doors open, I kept bridges intact, but all the way around, um, still moved out of there, still haven't looked back, um, to be quite frank. And I think that's the better position all the way around. So I do think with Saturn retrograde, it is a perfect position, like where safety and security and well-being are concerned. It's perfect to make that change. I think what Rachel Stewart Haas was mentioning, though, is don't like say that you're in a stable position and say that you're in like a stable business venture. What she does mention is don't start a new business at this time. No, no new business ventures at this time. And what could happen is that because Saturn is in retrograde is that the new business venture could produce a lot of unnecessary costs. And, um, you know, also Saturn kind of being that, um, that planet of obstacles, really, that's how I was first introduced to it in my astrology class. A lot, it seems like a lot more obstacles will be coming around as the retrograde cycle comes in. So if you're in a stable place, stay there and maybe like just take this time to plan, look into, um, and find like how this new business could restructure the old business that you're in or how you can start maybe like even how you can restart restructuring the old business that you're in with the plans of the new business. If that's even a possibility, if that's a possibility, um, that would be something that would be greatly favored during this time as well. So aside from restructuring our plans and goals and our foundations and everything, uh, when it comes down to karma Again, with Rachel Sturt-Haas, she mentions that this is a great time to take accountability. Um, she mentions this is a great time to say that you're sorry um, for whatever you've done. However um, big the infraction or small the infraction, um, this is a great time to say that you're sorry. However, I also think that this is a great time when it comes to karma to really reassess karma as well too. I know that when Saturn went retrograde last year, one thing I had to do was because karma is a big part 
of my religious viewpoints, I really had to reassess, um, you know, how dire karma really was when it came into or how I was also viewing karma. If I was viewing karma in a two of, of a strict and puritanical light, or if there was a lighter version of karma that could really exist. And I am so sorry, stargazers. My nose decided to take the most annoying time to itch at every juncture. So I've had to pause, like try to recalibrate and then continue on. So if it seems like I'm a little distracted here, I am so sorry. It's just my nose for some reason likes to itch at this point. But, uh, you know, when it comes down to karma, um, I would say really reassessing how, well, normally how we view karma is that um, when we, we always view it as if we do something bad, then something really atrocious will happen to us. Like if we trip somebody deliberately, then our ankle is going to break the next day. Or if we shove somebody into a wall, then our one of our eyes is going to get like knocked out of our heads or something like that. Um, I mean, we tend to, for me, I tend to kind of go in that vein. Like what, what if I lose my eye or what if I, what if I lose my ankle because I tripped somebody or what if I, I mean, it's like, I, I tend to think of the extremes myself, but um, you know, I don't think that I'm alone in this regard when it comes to karma. I think that everybody kind of views karma in this way, you know, it's like an eye for an eye, a nose for a nose, a hand for a hand. And, um, you know, when I actually had read, um, Marion Weinstein's book, Positive Magic, uh, one thing that she'd mentioned that I thought was interesting is that actually when it comes to karma, we can actually make it up as we go along. Like say that we are on the highway, we, don't make the best of decisions. Let's, let's just be honest. When we're behind the wheel, we don't make the best of decisions because everything's coming at us all at once. It could be a cataclysmic accident. Sometimes people do not make the wisest decisions on the road. Uh, when it comes to everything at once, it's somebody driving at you at 50 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone. So sometimes we might say things that we really don't want to say that really can you know, accumulate really bad karma. Sometimes we do things like cut this particular person off and do things that are safety um, in regards to safety oriented. Um, but according to Marion Weinstein, it's like if you like if you're kind of like me, where you start to say something to that person, to that imaginary driver that you wish you had not said. One thing that you can start doing is um, start doing something positive in that particular moment in which you're realizing that, oh, good, okay, this is not the best of decisions. Um, one thing that I usually tend to do is I might send a little extra Reiki into the world that particular moment um, if I can. Or I might send a little extra wish, like a well wish, um, into the world again if I can. Or maybe that might be a moment where you can be a little nicer to maybe your coworkers, or you can be nicer to other people, or you can be a little more considerate to other people. Um, and it's, it's those little be actions, even though it seems like it's so minor and it seems like, okay, you know, you're, you're just trying to, you're build up, you're building up your karma. Even the smallest little bits of things that you can do that are good can actually help to 
minimize the bad karma, however bad you feel it might be. So it's not a situation of, okay, now I have to wait for for somebody to cut me off because that's my karma. Or, okay, now I have to wait for somebody to, you know, shout at me on the road and shout vulgarities at me on the road because I did that to them and that's that's also karma. It's not as fatalistic and it's not as final or dire as it seems. You know, the fact that we can make it up within the same day and that we can make it up with our positive actions more than anything kind of helps us. What's kind of interesting about karma, it does kind of keep some order um, within our society or kind of keep some order within human beings um, with that fear of, oh my God, what could happen to me because I accumulated gross amounts of bad karma? Um, you know, or what could happen to me when I accumulate gross amounts of good karma as well, too, like, like good things could be awaiting for me. Um, but really with Saturn retrograde, I feel like um, this is a great period to, if you have like such the drastic puritanical viewpoint of karma as I tend to normally, you know, like the eye for an eye, the foot for a foot sort of um, sort of notion of it, definitely revamp and maybe make it a little bit lighter on yourself. Um, and someone from uh, a, a um, meetup group called Awkwardly Zen had mentioned to me, I, I think I remembered, it's like I had asked, it's like, hey, I complained about the service. Does this mean that my karma's messed up? And what's the role of karma? One thing they said is like, you know, no, um, I think the fact that you're complaining or, you know, you have to, I think you have to almost differentiate whether something or an act is human or whether something is really, really awful. You know, like if you're complaining about somebody, that seems to be human and that's part of human nature. And we can't completely condemn that um, when it comes down to karma. But when it's like something like you're slashing this person's tires or, you know, keying their car or doing something to deface their car, then yes, that's something that needs to be readdressed in your mind. But I think, you know, kind of like what Awkwardly Zen had taught me um, and also what Marion Weinstein had also taught me to kind of loosen up the restrictions of karma a little bit. And really, you know, during Saturn retrograde, really reinvestigate, you know, making sure that karma is not such this eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand sort of a situation that, you know, like with Marion Weinstein, you can make it up within that same day. Um, just make sure that what you do, you know, the nice things that you do are genuine as well, too. Um, I would also say, too, in regards to awkwardly Zen, reassessing how dire the situation could this be um, human normal human behavior um, or is this a dire circumstance like maybe reevaluating the dire circumstances of your karma so that it doesn't just completely you know bad karma and the the consequences of it do not rule your day and yet I also agree with Rachel Stewart Haas um, if you do feel that you have erred with karma um, you know, she mentions this is a great time to say you're sorry to people that you've um, wronged. That would be a good way to start. I think also just being, in, you know, more mindful of your day-to-day -day interactions. You know, if you feel 
hair trigger temper coming on and you feel like you could be like, say you're on the road, you feel like um, you're about ready to swear and cuss out the person who cut right in front of you um, and say negative things about them. Um, really being mindful of where you can just kind of stop, maybe like reassess the situation and reassess as to how dire. Um, yes, it's terrible when somebody cuts in front of you, but you know, that, that can cause an accident, but did the accident actually happen? You know, like reassessing, did the accident actually happen? Um, were you paying attention enough to prevent that from happening? And, um, you know, even though it might have messed up your brakes, you know, you still, you know, kind of maybe just rewarding yourself with, Hey, you know what? I caught this in a very, um, great time. And maybe reassessing the reaction that you might have. You could still be angered, sure. I mean, um, it's not a, a fun situation to go through, but maybe reassessing how to express that anger exactly. Maybe redirecting that anger towards, hey, you know what? I caught myself. Hey, I caught myself from having an accident today. I can't say the same for this person, but I caught myself from having an accident today. This is great. And maybe, um, you know, reassessing, like maybe making a wish um, about people being more responsible or maybe um, making like a well wish towards somebody else being responsible could be how you can also redirect the energy so that, you know, again, you have a positive circumstance, a circumstance with karma. But as with all retrograde planets, um, unfortunately, with Saturn, we do not have a free pass with karma. Unfortunately, if you do kind of make a big karmic mistake, it does come back. And actually what I've noticed, um, especially in July, it's like if you even like I remembered when there's a lot of ladies who were shouting at me, giving me death threats, when I would shout back at them, it just seemed to make the whole karmic snowball 10 times bigger and 10 times worse. So it's usually just better. Like I remembered um, at that time too, it was just usually better to remain calm, cool, collected, try to resolve the situation, try to shove that person's karma back where it belongs or try to put the ball back in the court of where it belongs. Um, it's kind of a boundary technique called me, not me. Um, to kind of say, this is not me. This is not dealing with me and put that ball back into the court where it belongs. Um, you know, really doing everything that you possibly can to make sure that you're not getting a karmic snowball. And karma seems to be 10 times worse than what it usually tends to be during Saturn Direct. So it is kind of good to be mindful of what you're doing. Restructuring, obviously, how you view karma, but, you know, be a little more mindful of how you interact in your day to day. So before going into Sinistry, the last thing that I felt was kind of interesting about Saturn Retrograde was via astrology.com. And basically it mentioned that this uh, Saturn Retrograde is a time to review what you've learned from the actual current Saturn transit before it went retrograde, um, kind of taking into account where current Saturn transit is and, you know, re- assessing like what have you learned uh, what what lessons has it brought to you how have you seen it like say if Saturn's outside your first house which is usually you're restructuring yourself um, you're usually feeling like you have to 
remodel and revamp your drive. You have to model revamp yourself, your sense of self as well. You have to start all over. You have to start anew. Um, really, this is where um, that Saturn transit or this, you know, the Saturn retrograde cycle can really also um, reveal like what, you know, what sort of steps have you taken to renew yourself um, in order to be a better version of you? You know, like say that maybe you might notice that your patterns of organization or that patterns of productivity or even things like restructuring, you know, like, again, we're talking about restructuring plans, goals, foundations, say that that's not really well intact and you have a lot of bad habits. During Saturn retrograde, what have you learned um, in regards to shaking those bad habits? Have you started shaking those bad habits? Um, sometimes with Saturn um, transits, it's usually um, the lessons that we learn are usually tenfold. And they're usually lessons that we kind of carry with us all the way into the future. They're long-term goals or they're long-term lessons that we learn in the long, you know, in, into the future. So again, um, what are some lifelong lessons that you have learned and that maybe you have applied um, to your particular circumstance? For me, um, in July of last year, I felt that, pardon me on that one, but I felt that Saturn retrograde was really, it was hitting outside my seventh house, which is house of relationships. So really, obviously, the relationships with particular customers and myself were not really that great. Um, I think I remembered it before Saturn went retrograde in July, I remembered from like, you know, in May, there was one interaction that was questionable. There was always one interaction that was threatening. And it usually would happen like once every other week. And then once every other week started to become every day when it came to the death threats. And then, um, or it was like once every other day. And then it started to become an everyday occurrence. So it seemed like, um, you know, uh, Saturn being in the seventh house, which is, you know, kind of difficult relationships, kind of, you know, challenging relationships. These challenging relationships were just getting worse and worse and worse, even though I was doing everything I possibly could to maintain the peace. Also, my relationship with my boss at that time was also starting to go downhill um, due primarily to his lack of organization. And also the fact that he prioritized party time over productive time. I also think, too, that he was stretching himself a little thin by managing two different franchises as opposed to just the one. So um, I think his commit, he was having really a, a hard time keeping with commitments because, again, he was kind of stretched, I feel like, a little too too much. You know, I think he was like stretching his chops and taking on way too much than what he could handle at that time as well. But, um, you know, again, it's like I said, it's a good time to kind of keep in mind, like for me, um, valuing my safety, valuing myself and, you know, not being ashamed to value who I am, you know, in a relationship. I, you know, I always say this when I, I take walks and people want to ignore me or they want to cage me off the sidewalk. That's where I say, you know what? I exist and I am just as precious as everybody else who is around me. And, you know, that need, you need to make that well known. 
And that's where I had to say the same thing when I left this particular position. It's like, look, my life, my sense of self, everything that is about me is just as precious and as wonderful as these individuals who are walking in to get waxed. So, I mean, it's, it's time that I value myself and move on. It's time that I, I show that I value myself and move on to a safer position. So now I know what you guys may be thinking. It's like, okay, Sandra, um, you know, on Saturn retrograde, this is, this is, these points are all wonderful. They're very interesting. But what about synastry? So I'm glad that you asked. Um, so I really think that in taking the points from earlier, I would say that when it comes to synastry, Saturn retrograde is definitely a time where relationships do definitely come to a very hard point during Saturn retrograde, you know, especially with the restructuring or having to rethink about things. Usually it's you or your partner come into that situation during this time. It's like whether or not this relationship is forever or whether there might have to be certain shifts and certain things that have to occur in order to make it happen. And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, the relationship is doomed or that it's failing. I think really it's just a situation of maybe some things might need to be tweaked a little bit, or maybe some things might need to be tightened a little bit in the relationship in order to carry it into the long term. Um, if there's issues regarding, like, say, there's issues regarding communication, um, maybe dealing with communication issues within therapy or actually working, actively working on communication issues um, in order to resolve that so both partners can communicate and listen effectively as well, too, in the relationship. But usually um, you kind of come back, it's, it's uh, within relationships, don't be surprised if you come back to um, foundational issues and also brass, like kind of what um, John Townley had mentioned is brass tacks sort of issues. The roles that you both play in the relationship, um, how sound, how valid are the roles that you guys both play in the relationship? Is one person being a little too masculine when really they should be more feminine? Is one person being too feminine when really they should be more masculine? Um, some of these things may also, some of these questions may come out of the woodwork as well. And that's for you as a couple. And that's for also you as your true selves to reassess and to find what exactly might be going on uh, within the relationship as well. Um, I had also mentioned accountability uh, since really we have to, you know, again, with restructuring, we have to be honest. We have to be accountable for um, the foundation that's crumbling um, beneath us and which could be very frustrating. I think being accountable in the relationship for what you do do as opposed to what you could really improve on. Um, we're not perfect at, at all times and it's, it's okay to slip up. It's okay to make a mistake in the relationship, but the more that you can admit that you've made a mistake or the more that you could admit that maybe some things in your relationship need a little bit of a tightening up, need some fine tuning, so to speak, the more that you're going to progress within the Saturn transit, 
as opposed to falling back on bad habits and bad patterns that may not suit the relationship very well. Um, also, I would say with Saturn retrograde, make sure that your relationship is surrounded around great environments. And what I mean by this, it's like if you're newlyweds, you're looking to get married, making sure that, um, you know, while in-laws may not always agree with you on your choices, um, making sure that communication and making sure that relations go as smoothly as you possibly can in that situation, in that moment, so that they're not dire or so that there's not huge um, structural sort of situations in regards to them that they don't occur um, going into a marriage or going into a serious time of your relationship. I also just think, too, in really um, reevaluating um, when it comes to friendships, when it comes to working relationships, really um, in this time, reevaluating how true people are. I, I think what really stood out um, for me in July of last year was reevaluating how true my boss is to me, to my own safety and my own well-being but also how true are the coworkers them with how are they being you know like in the time in which I, my life was being threatened somebody could have called the police um somebody could have said to this this person yeah i think you should leave you know instead of just standing back and doing nothing staying back and just you know getting the popcorn out and watching a show and having a free show so i think um within the working environment really reassessing how true everybody is and if they're sticking to their word. I also think this is a great time to see how true the environment or how true um, when it comes to a working situation, how is the company sticking to their mission statement? You know, are they, are they sticking to their mission statement and making sure that everybody, you know, everybody's interests are in mind or are they kind of shoving some things under the rug? Um, I think also with friendships too, um, structural situations do come into play, you know, how, how true is the friendship? Um, but aside from how true and as opposed to how false, you know, if there are structural situations in the relate in the friendship as well, addressing those, those things, how could, how to address those things while still remaining really great friends at the end of the day. And it's not just addressing, but also really acknowledging the issues that also exist. I think that that's the huge challenge of Saturn retrograde. Well, Stargazers, I said I would relate to Saturn retrograde from the beginning of this episode, that it's one of the first planets to actually go retrograde before anything else. I think the reason being is that Saturn usually prepares us. It's usually Saturn or Uranus. Usually I think with Saturn, it kind of prepares us for a retrograde season that's to come ahead. And I kind of felt like if I had listened a little bit more to Saturn retrograde in July of last year, I probably would have been a little bit more prepared for Mars retrograde, which happened in my 11th house this last year as well, too, you know, a couple months later. 
Um, the reason why I say this is, you know, Saturn was outside my seventh house, which uh, deals with relationships. Um, Mars retrograde was in my 11th house, which, which also deals with, with relationships. I remember when Mars retrograde hit, relationships were a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare time for me. Um, it was, it was just terrible. And, you know, obviously somebody who has a stellium in Libra, it was just, it was not easy to deal with. And it was absolutely like my worst retrograde transit ever to, to pop up. But, um, what I, you know, overall, if I had paid a little bit more attention to Saturn, I think I would have prepared for, you know, the situations of, you know, lack of cooperation or not, you know, you know, basically relationships that are not as smooth and smooth going. Um, I, I probably would have been far more prepared all the way around in order to deal with that later on when Mars went retrograde as well. But I think the other biggest meaning with Saturn um, is that it kind of helps to prepare us for any of the other personal planets that are soon to go retrograde as well. So since Venus will be going retrograde, I think it's between April to June of this year. Definitely start paying attention if, if when Saturn starts going retrograde or Uranus as well. Start paying attention and seeing like what where is Saturn uh, positioned in your chart and what sort of lessons exactly might hold in that chart and outside that particular house. Um, normally, it's it's very eerie how this happens, but whatever the lessons are in the house that Saturn is in. It's going to be the lessons that you're going to face when, like, say, Venus goes retrograde um, at its particular time and its particular place. Um, or, like, say that Mercury is about ready to go retrograde. Sometimes that's also, it kind of matches what um, themes are occurring when Saturn had gone retrograde at the beginning, which I thought was kind of kind of interesting. And I feel like this applies to relationships as well, too. Um, you know, all relationships are affected with all the retrograde plans. Start seeing some trends and seeing if you can kind of get on those trends a little early in the relationship in order to patch them up and try to be as, as cool as a cucumber as you can possibly be uh, during retrograde season. Well, Stargazers, I do hope that this episode was informative and that it did help you out um, tremendously. Above all, I hope that it was very engaging and informative. I do have to say that I have revamped my Patreon page. And on my Patreon page, I've stated for anyone who actually supports me and supports Seventh House Astrology that I will give a shout out to you. And so far, I've had zero shout outs since I've created this Patreon page. I really want to increase that number. So guys, definitely, if you love the content, um, I produce high quality content as much as I possibly can. And I try to make sure that, you know, my podcasts, again, there's, you know, I have the, the highest quality content ever. Um, if you guys are digging this, if you guys are enjoying this, please hit up on uh, my Patreon page or please go to it. It is at patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And then um, it'd be slash or it's that little forward slash, that little slanted thing in, on the computer. 
do that slanted thing. And then it's seventh house astrology, all one word. I will also um, direct the uh, Patreon page in my notes for this week so that you guys can actually go and check it out. Um, it's really awesome. Uh, the membership right now that I have, have claimed, it's like $2 a month. For as little as $2 a month, or if you want to pledge a little bit more than that, that's also great. But as little as $2 a month, you can support the station. You can support my podcast and, you know, become a great member. And there's also some other perks in becoming a member. So I definitely want to increase these shout outs. And I definitely, you know, I definitely encourage you, please definitely go check out my Patreon page for sure. But above all stargazers, um, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. That's where we see the origins of astrology. Um, right now, uh, Venus is actually still in the sky in the western region. Uh, she is about ready to, I think Jupiter has already gone down into the western region to where it cannot be seen. Venus is still seen, um, really beautiful as well. We are also coming up to a new moon so that uh, basically the stars in the sky are just that much brighter, I feel, with the, the, the darkness of the new moon as well. But above all that, it just, like I said, again, we explore our origins of astrology with the stars, um, the 12 constellations star, actually the 12 signs start as 12 constellations. Also just gives us a break as well too, um, whenever we should need it. I know the transition from um, winter to spring can sometimes be a bit of a, um, a, a difference. So um, definitely um, giving yourself that little bit of a break by looking up at the stars is also a wonderful thing. But above all stargazers, between this week and next week, I do hope I find you guys well. And until then. If you also have questions or comments for Sandra Misek, you can contact her at Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com. Also at her Instagram page, at Sandra dot Again, that is spelled M-I-S-E-K.